Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We'll see with some of the playmakers right now. Hayden Hurst. There was one catch that he had, and it only went for like two yards, but he jumped over the defender, and I was like, we, we, love, we love to see it. And then also his blocking. You can check it out on Twitter. I know you have it over on Bengals underscore Sand. Some of the, the Hayden Hurst blocks out there. Plenty of people are pointing out what, what he was able to do in yesterday's game. What did Hayden look like to you? Oh, man. He looked good. Uh, the main block that you're going to see everywhere. I didn't even post it because uh, my guy Ben Fennell. Fennell? <laughs> He's one of the guys that does uh, the graphics for, I think, Fox. But anyway, he uh, posted Hayden Hurst just leveling Bud Dupree. And oh, my goodness. It was a, it was an RPO. They threw the ball and Higgins caught like an eight-yard, uh, I think it was an out route. And so like you didn't need to do this, but he's doing a SIF block. A SIF block is you've got the offensive line working to the right or left, but in this situation, they're working to the right. He's going to work all the way back to the left and just block the end. A lot of times you cut that end. And this is way back when we had that talk about Thaddeus Moss. And was that a dirty play? <laughs> that was a SIF block. And usually you just cut that guy, cut the end man. So he can't make a play on the ball and then just run before he can get there. Hayden Hurst went, I'm not going to cut him. <laughs> and Just one of the most vicious pancakes you'll see uh, probably on the entire year for any team. Just absolutely decks Bud Dupree. Man, 
That got me going. I hope he doesn't keep hurdling. I hate these hurdles. And he actually went for these hurdles last year a bit. And that's where he ended up with three fumbles on the year for the first time in his career. So I, I kind of hope he just continues to put the shoulder down and try to chug forward for yardage that way. But he's been such a solid tight end that it's hard to say, like, what do you do in the tight end room? He's on a one-year deal. I would say you try to bring him back because he just solidifies the offense and he does everything at least a solid to good level. But you are starting to run into the window of, well, we're going to have a lot of guys to pay. So in my opinion, I think you bring him back, but it's just oof, a lot of guys. Uh, there's uh, And um, I don't know. I, I was just – what I'm thinking about is it, just he's playing above his contract, but – can the Bengals afford to bring him back next year on a better, on a bigger deal? Yeah. And you have to wonder, and again, I always feel like players should t- take the money always go get your bag. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. This, well, is a- that, this is a, this is a, this is a kind of pro it was for Jesse Bates. Talk. <laughs> yeah. He's doing what's best for him. It's, that's yeah. fine. I think we as fans have to be like, you have to dissociate. He doesn't, dislike the team he doesn't dislike it he's giving effort he's making tackles on derrick henry he's running downfield but he he's probably not he's sorry not probably he's definitely not going to be here next year no he's not that's okay he's he's making he's giving us a better shot at the super bowl this season yeah yeah 100 and then but kind of the point i was going to make was yeah always take your money and and maybe this helps hayden hurst get a deal with another team or he's like i want to play with joe burrow and I will take some kind of contract, not a team friendly, because you got to get paid too. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your life in the NFL isn't super long all the time. So you, you want a good deal, but maybe they they figure out a number and, and, and it works for this offense. And it's maybe another one year extension or two uh, to be determined on what that looks like. But yeah, they have a good problem when it comes to some of the extensions that I didn't see before the season. I think Jermaine Pratt is one of them where you're like, Jermaine Pratt is uh, having himself a nice little contract year right now when it comes to that extension talk, which I didn't expect going into this, even though he did make the play of the century when he knocks the ball or when he intercepts the ball in the playoff game. And everybody will always remember that. But Jermaine Pratt, he is having himself a nice little season and it's not quiet either. Um, But but just kind of moving on with this offense right now, we're going to go to the offensive line. Teddy Karras football. Teddy K, everybody loves him now. 64 jerseys are probably off the rack at the pro shop at Paycor Stadium. The guy comes off the field. He's he's explosive. He's pumped. He's just says a few things and he's I angry. He's angry. <laughs> he's not happy t- Teddy, but he 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 just felt like he you know I didn't I I kind of wanted to know if there was a backstory with Tennessee. Like, well, is there something that maybe we don't know about? I mean, I know they just played a football game. I was so confused, but I loved it because his energy was all there. And I think Bengals fans love everything about that. And obviously it was a huge win, huge road win. Um, but we found out a little more. There was a little more kind of happening with him and Jeffrey Simmons, which isn't surprising at all because we know what Simmons can do. And I saw plenty of Jeffrey Simmons last year in the playoff game. Yeah, you didn't really see anything from Jeffrey Simmons before the end of the game. But uh, end of the game, you've got the – after the roughing the long snapper penalty, the Bengals are just going to kneel the ball down three times and end the game. Well, I, I guess Jeffrey Simmons took it upon himself to uh, – let's just take a few shots. You know, he hits Ted Karras on all three of the, of the kneel downs. Uh, one of them, he hits him kind of head just like – 
nah, it's just way over the top on the first kneel down, but whatever. Then the second one, they hit him like low, and it's just like, dude, leave him alone. Then the third one happens, and you know, he hits him again. Ted finally pushes him back, and then he throws kind of like a open hand strike at him, and it's just like, what is going on? So Jeff Simmons with some Bush League play at the end of the game. He was a sore loser. He couldn't beat Cordell Volson for even one quarterback hit. But doesn't matter. They end up walking away with a loss. And that, I believe, is especially why Ted Karras was so fired up. I remember I remember there being a little bit of scuffle uh, on those kneels. And that's one of the reasons I went back to watch. But then I also was reminded of what happened because I saw the video of Ted Karras <laughs> just going crazy about the Titans. F the Titans, all this other stuff. It's like people are loving it. And I'm like, I think Ted was the guy that was getting real upset on those kneel downs. So I went back to watch because normally I don't even watch those kneel downs other than seeing Trent Taylor do his backflip. But he still did as this fight was going on. He was still doing the backflip, which is hilarious to me. Um it's it's like the walking into the you've got like the fire going on and then there's just somebody like this is fine and that's <laughs> that's him doing the backflip but yeah i wanted to see what happened and i i was not overly surprised but it was good to get confirmation that there was something going on so i also heard uh i don't know <laughs> i've heard I, i've heard jeffrey simmons does this type of stuff to a lot of guys it's just Marshall Yonda didn't was upset with him. Obviously, Quentin Spain last yes. year. Uh, it's it seems as if he does a lot of this extracurricular stuff, and he also, I believe, is the one. It was like the first play of the game where Samaj P Ryan dribbles David Long's head off the ground. Um, he comes up and he hits Ted Karras really late, just plows into him. So I think that also fed into it. It's just like very much toes the line on. Is this just, you know, giving a little shot? Is it dirty? <laughs> it's, to me, I think it is a little bit at the end there. But mm-hmm. who am I to say? I don't watch every Titans game. I'm just judging from this game, I would go. I don't, I don't think I'd like to play that guy more than once a year because you could end up with an unfortunate injury. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, and those guys talk. They talk when they're out there. So who knows what what Jeffrey Simmons was saying, too, if there was anything additional to what we were seeing kind of at the end on the, on the replay of that. But that's just not necessary because you know the game is over and now yeah. you're you're just upset. That's letting emotions, you know, get the best of you. And what I loved about Teddy, though, is he was pumped. He was just like, like you said, we talked kind of that angry, but kind of excited because you get the win, too. And then Zach Taylor talked about it today. And I loved this from Zach Taylor when he said, I, you know, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he said, Teddy Karras is going to be a legend in Cincinnati. And when they named the team captains, 
Obviously, Teddy's coming here as a free agent in the offseason. I think people were like, okay, yeah, you're adding to the offensive line. Um, you needed to make a change at center. Uh, Trey Hopkins was playing through an injury most of last year, and he just wasn't performing that well. Uh, so, you know, people liked the signing. It was great. And then to find out this guy's named a captain, like, wow, he really must be impressing his teammates because you get named captain from your players, your teammates voting for you. And he was one of the guys they felt, you know, really made an impact early on when they're only with each other for those three to four months during that time period. And now we're really starting to see Teddy just make such a difference, not only in the locker room, but I, I love him as the hype man. People are feeling him when he's all mic'd up on uh, some of the mic'd up social media stuff. He's getting the who day chant right at the end of the game. They, they have it think now. He goes, guys, it's think because they were always saying it wrong. Um, and, and I love it. I think this guy is really just jumped into the city and embraced the fans and uh just just what a what an awesome addition to have in the locker room as a captain and obviously protecting joe burrow too yeah and he played well he a lot of what he did was just you know slide help the titans play a lot of those even fronts so he's not he doesn't have a guy head up over him but uh he played well i thought alice kappa played well cordell volson flashed again it's up and down with volson it's just he didn't give up a quarterback hit to Simmons when he had him, although they gave him help and they got the ball out quick. But there's just there's flashes of Volson doing what he does. And then best player of the game was Jonah Williams uh, on the offensive line. Um, again, again, uh, look, he gets a lot of hate when he doesn't have a good game. Mm-hmm. And then when he has a good game, it feels so quiet. It's just he he's had he's starting to get the two good games in a row that hopefully he could do a third one. I don't think that the Chiefs are – I don't think they're terrible at the edge rusher position. I also don't think this is something that he should really struggle that much with, although they have Carlos Dunlap. That's going to be interesting. I think well, this is the first time Dunlap's playing against Cincy since he yeah. left. So um, that'll be interesting. And then Frank Clark – He's paid like an elite guy. Uh, he can do it. I just, he hasn't played up to that. And then obviously you have Chris Jones, but Chris Jones is on the interior. They'll have to solve that problem inside. Um, but in Lyle Collins, once again, had an okay to solid game. I think this is just what we should expect from him. As we've said, is just, I don't think he's going to be Dallas Lyle Collins this season. I, It's a long season and we've already had the bye week. I don't think we can expect the jump, but if he's going to play at this level where he's a solid right tackle, that's fine. Look, it's kind of wild. And I don't want to look too far ahead when it comes to like revenge and playing Kansas city, because they're a different team this year. And then I feel like Cincinnati is really starting to get it together and they're rolling, but I don't think Lou is going to forget what happened in 2020. And uh, with the Carlos Dunlap stuff. And <laughs> what do you I know think? they're the going to call a, a, a crack toss on Carlos Dunlap first plays in there. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know it's flipped around because he's the defensive coordinator. Yeah. But, but at the same time, I feel like Lou is going to remember everything that happened and what Lou had to deal with in 2020 with his defense. Um, you know, obviously I know, I know they get Logan Wilson and they, they get a better linebacking room, but you know, not even 2020, like his first year here, it wasn't that great. It wasn't that great defensively. Um, and he's, you no, know, but Dunlop a- actually played well his first lose first year. It was weird. And then the second year it just fell off the rails and we all know what happened, but that first year Dunlop had like, nine sacks and he was like a team player helping Hubbard get his seven sacks. It was, it was weird that it's, it went South so quick. 
Yeah. And people turned and, uh, <laughs> and, that, and that was all she wrote. So when you hear about that defense, but just insane. Uh, I know we, we've talked about it plenty on this podcast and really want to get into P. Ryan, Joe Mix and all that stuff. We'll have another pod out later this week in a preview and prediction, too. But there was just so much to talk about offensively, defensively. I think special teams, to be completely honest with you, they have a few things they still need to work on because it hasn't been great all around. Yes, Evan McPherson has looked good. Drew Chrisman has been really great in the last two games. Not easy field conditions when you think of Pittsburgh and in Tennessee and still has been able to perform. And he's still, you know, been a semi-weapon out there. But there's some things they, they got clean up on that uh, special teams unit right now. Yeah, like uh, they didn't have too many – they didn't have that much kick coverage in this game, I don't think. Even that last play of the half or so, they kicked it through the back of the end zone because they were like, well, when, <laughs> to me, I was like, yeah, that makes sense with the kick coverage unit and what they did against Pittsburgh. Um, but then this week, it's the punt return unit isn't doing well. It's it's so weird that I feel like a lot of teams with their special teams issues, it's like, well, our punter is not good or our kicker is not good. And it's like the Bengals are getting good performances from both the punter and kicker. And I'm still upset about the special teams because of everything yeah. else. And, and Travion Williams, I'm all about it. He's I'm all earned in. the kick return job and the RB3 job. Yeah, and, and plenty to talk about when it comes to the running back room. We need to focus a whole segment on it, and we're running over on this podcast, so it'll be later this week. We'll do preview prediction, a huge AFC game, and the NFL coming to town. Home sweet home for Cincinnati, four of six. The back half of the schedule are at home for the Cincinnati Bengals, and this one is against the Kansas City Chiefs, that 425 kickoff. I know you're going to have plenty on all Bengals. What is up there right now? Right now, you can go read the takeaways article, and uh, later this week, I'll have something film-related. I watched both, and I have not I, – I guess I haven't digested enough to know what I'm going to write about. My thoughts are it's going to be less about the game and going to be T. Higgins over the past four weeks. Go check it out, all Bengals. Follow them on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sands. Great highlights clips from this past game. Again, Bengals and Kansas City Chiefs coming up. They improved to 7-4 and four on the season. They set atop the AFC North with the Baltimore Ravens. Thank you, as always, for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.